welcome back to this week's episode with Rider Realities Podcast. I'm Caitlin Palfi, and I'm here with Esther Ryder. And this week, we are going to be talking about budget. So when you get pre-approved with the bank, there's certain things that go against your debt-to-income score and certain things that don't. And we're going to go over how to plan for your budget to know that you can afford your mortgage affordably. So this is my story I want to tell. I just talked to someone last week. And she called me and she said, we are pre-approved. I think it was up to 200 or 210. She goes, we don't want to go that high. And I said, did you talk to the lender and find out like what payment amount you're comfortable with, where that puts you? And they were increasing their budget from what they had for rent over what they were paying for house payment. So it's not like they weren't flexible, but what they could actually pay in a payment and be in their comfort level was $100,000. And that's a big difference from 100 to 200. So, but that's the thing. They knew what their household budget was. And I know for me, and I'm sure for you, don't you have clients a lot of times who are like, I'm approved here and it's a way high number, but I want to be here as they're factoring in their budget. Do you see that too? Oh yeah, definitely. And actually I'm working with people right now that had just sent me a thing this morning of this was what their payment was going to be at this month because they were thinking about increasing their budget and then they backtracked and decided they wanted to keep it where it was at. And I think that monthly payment helps so much more than a price of an overall price on a house. Yes, I agree because it fits into their, their real life. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when, were you living at home right before you got married or were you on your own? Okay. I was at home. So did you really have any expenses there? Like what did you have in your budget when you were at home? Um, when I was at home, I was just paying my student loans. I think I was paying towards my car insurance. Maybe I think I did have a car payment then too. Okay. So when you guys got married, what did it add? It adds your mortgage, your gas, your electric. Oh, that's right, because you guys had a mortgage right away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mortgage, gas, electric, internet, cell phones, both of our car payments. Then both of our student loans started coming in. Yeah. Well, your car payments and student loan and mortgage have been included on your debt to income. Yep. So that, but a lot of the other stuff is, and now you have two little kids. Mm -hmm. So what things have been added to your budget now that wouldn't be on your debt to income? Of course, like groceries, diapers, baby clothes, because I have a kid's clothes obsession, that kind of stuff. But now but that brings up a good point. Yeah. If you have a, a vice, is that what I'm looking for? If you have something that's important to you, like a splurge, yeah. you have to be honest and real with yourself to put that mm-hmm. in your budget. I think the new trend now is the eyelash extensions. Well, if you're going to pay for those eyelashes every two weeks, you yeah. need to put that in your budget because... Mm-hmm. Or, you you know, to get your nails done or your hair or, you know, things like that. That's a priority to you. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure those are in your budget. Well, and I'm a plain Jane, so I don't have to worry about that. But I hate cooking. <laughs> we have four kids. So ours is, mine is the out-to-eat budget. Yeah. But, but what else do you see with your kids? You were mentioning okay. preschool. Yeah. So now that Charlotte is three and a half this fall, she'll be starting preschool. And when I was going through the numbers, I was like, oh my gosh, do they have student loans for preschool? (laughs) I mean, it's really not that bad, but, and I was being a little dramatic. It's just something where I'm like, shoot, I got to kind of redo my budget a little bit so that I can manage that. Yeah. And then next fall, Kaysen will be in preschool too. So actually we'll have two in preschool at once the way their birthdays fall. Well, and that's like the equivalent of a car payment. Yes. And it's not, and your lender is not factoring that Mm -hmm. in because that's not on 
one of the things that they're looking at. Yeah, so that's crazy. And then I put Charlotte into gymnastics this past fall to get her some socialization and stuff. And this past week, the teacher was like, she's always pointing to the cheer uniforms in the room. And it's like, I want to be a cheerleader. I want to be a cheerleader. And they're like, oh, just come in for this little free clinic. We're getting ready for next year's season. And so she goes in and she's usually a little bit shy. She ran in, loved it. She was the youngest in the class with kids like up to seven years old and was keeping up with these seven-year-olds. And, you know, she was just having the time of her life even more than she likes the gymnastics. So they handed me the paperwork of like if she did this next year. And it's like $135 a month for her to do this cheerleading from October to April. And then you add in she would need shoes and the uniforms $100 and all this stuff. And I'm that's thinking, if she can stay in the same uniform and not outgrow it yeah, during that time frame yeah. at her age. So now I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to either figure out my budget so that I can afford this mm-hmm. or sell a house to one of these clients at the cheerleading clinic or, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> or she's going to have to wait until she's a little older. I don't know. We got to figure that out, but it's just one of those expenses that you don't really think about until the time comes. Right. Well, and for us, it's similar too. So, you know, we have four boys and we have a boy who drives. Now I, I knew insurance for teenage boys was expensive. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, I had sticker shock. <laughs> and my son, and, I, and I'm not afraid to admit this, he's a better driver than I am, like, much. <laughs> but my insurance is way down here, and his is way up here. And we do pay his insurance, and that's, you know, some parents do, some parents don't. We don't pay for his gas. But mm-hmm. mine are between 9 and 17, so we have, like, you know, their workout classes that they go to at the gym. Mm-hmm. That's $150 for three of them a month. And then we have a grocery. If anybody wants to know what a grocery budget looks like for four boys, it's $800 a month. (laughs) And then we have an out-to-eat budget for $200 a month. Now, I will tell you that with four boys, two teenagers who like wings, that's like two times of going to a restaurant as a family and one time McDonald's drive through when you're in a bind. I mean, it's not like we're going out all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they, my boys, we are big into hand-me-downs at my house because we've had the four boys all mm-hmm. summer birthdays, but they're to the point now where that's almost impossible because they're wearing their clothes longer and they always have shoes and they wear the shoes out. So all the boys get new shoes at, you know, X amount of pop. I don't know. I don't, my husband takes care of that, but, and then you have things like giving to your church if you're tithing or dates like my husband and I go out on regular dates and we don't make it expensive I mean I in case I didn't make that clear I hate cooking so when we go out it's it's on a date there's going to be a restaurant involved but you know cell phone bills those are all things that we're seeing with our kids so it's not like you can say well I have little kids it's not that expensive or my kids are older, so they're going to have jobs and pay for their own stuff. There's all these other things that come into it, like you diapers, prom. Yes. Now prom, those dresses are super expensive now. Luckily, yes. you have a boy for that, but I'm sure you, corsages, the tickets. Um, well, and not only that, but we ended up buying him a suit because buying it was cheaper than renting it. Oh. Actually, just about the same price or a little bit less. So I'm like, well, you know, one of the other boys can wear, or if he's got a wedding to go to or something, he'll have it. Yeah. But it was 200 bucks. I don't know what a dress costs, but I'm just like, wow, which is totally fine. Oh, like, we were happy say. to do that because we wanted him to go and, you know, 
that's all great. I'm yeah. not complaining. I'm just saying you're right. It's things like that. Yeah. And even buying four boys tennis shoes every year. Or my husband bought our son wrestling shoes. And I about crap my pants when he told me what he paid for those. I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? But he's like, you know, it's not like they got went by a certain name brand or whatever. That was just the cost of having those. Yeah. And so all that goes into play, too. And I know, like, for us, and I'm sure for you guys, too, because it was like that when our kids were little, there's times that you're like, oh, shoot, we have to go through a drive through We've been going all day. We've had practices, games, mm-hmm. and that is maybe not in the budget, but, you know, you have to feed these kids, or yeah. I'm sure you see that, too. So, And there's also those, let's call them mental health things, like getting your nails done is relaxing yeah. or, you know, a massage or whatever, where it's just that stuff for you. Doctor visits. Oh, sure. Medical bills. Those aren't in your debt to income ratio either. No, are they? no. only, so. no. Like if it's like a, like a payment that you're making to the doctor every yeah. month and it's not in a collection or anything, then that's just something that you're paying or, you know, sports physicals or any of that stuff. And I can mention diapers. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I feel like we were in diapers forever at our house. Um, and those aren't cheap either. No, no. So, formula um, when they're little, little. It's just there's always a replacement for you. Just think, oh, we're done with formula. We're going to save so much money. Yeah. And then you're just spending it on something else. Yeah. And I think part of that, too, is just having a plan. Like, here we go again, talking about careers. We talked about college last week but or two weeks ago. But having a plan by knowing all of the expenses that you're going to have and if you change your mind. So... I worked with a girl years ago who was adamant. She wanted to be a professional working mom. And she, they maxed out their debt to income and all of those areas and vehicles and the house they could pay because she was always going to work. They had factored in childcare. Well, what happened is she had that baby and didn't want to work anymore and didn't like her job anymore and was kind of bitter because she wanted to be home, but they literally could not do it because they would have to sell their house and everything because they had based their budget on, you know, two income. So some of it is just, you just being honest, like, you know, if you want to stay home, just have that discussion of, okay, well, that means we're going to go from X amount bigger to X amount smaller or write down every possible thing that you could spend money on. And then, don't go away from that. Like, I love it when someone's like, well, we go out to eat every Friday now, but if we get a house and we're just going to cut it back to not going out to eat at all. And I'm like, no, you're not because that's your thing, you know, and that first or second Friday, you're going to be like, I'm really missing this. So don't you think that's important to not cut those things out and be honest about it? Absolutely. And I have friends right now that are looking for a house and they're being so good and realistic about their budget and their payment because she's like, I might come decide to stay home when we have kids. So they're kind of budgeting that in their mortgage now for while they're buying the house so that they have that option, even though they don't want kids for maybe another five years or so. Mm -hmm. She's just kind of planning accordingly so that she has that option and they're not maxed out where she's stuck working a job she doesn't love or whatever the case be. Yeah. And I think when you're renting and maybe you're not thinking about buying yet, you should make sure you have a plan for saving for that house. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, there are loans where you can have no money down or a little money down, but why not get in that habit of, Okay, we want to have a house. Let's put X amount away, whatever that might be, whether it's $50 or 500, like, you know, your budget, but make sure you're, you're doing that or putting money away for savings too. So those are the things that I would say I see the most. We wanted to touch too on gross versus net income. Yes. I just don't understand this. This is so confusing to me. So when you're doing a loan, 
they're basing it, you're they're basing your debt to income ratios on your gross income. Now, I'm not a lender. Caitlin's not a lender. You don't want to talk to your lender. But, you know, if your gross income, that's before taxes are taken out, before yeah. your insurance is taken off, your employer does that. It's the big amount that you know your paycheck is not having all of that in there. So It's the amount that you look at and you say, wow, I made this much, but yet my check is only this Exactly. Much. <laughs> and so what I would say to people, that's why I think it's so important to say to your lender, okay, I've done my budget and I can afford X amount per month. Where does that put me? And then if it puts you at 100 and they say you can go up to 200, don't go up to 200 Mm -hmm. because you're either going to hate your house because you're house poor or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's why the more real you are, the more that makes a difference. Because yes, they're going by your gross income. So if you're a teacher, for example, like my husband was, his gross income was that contract amount. Well, I can promise you that was not what his paychecks looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're right. It makes a difference to know what they're basing on. And that's fine. They do that. Like I said, I'm not a lender. They can explain why and all that stuff to you. But that's that also feeds into why it's so important to say to your lender, okay, you pre-approved me. Now this is my payment I'm comfortable with. What does that put me at? And then you and your realtor can decide if you want to increase it a little bit if you're not finding anything. And you've had clients do that, I know, Caitlin. Yeah, but it's also like you have to remember that that budget when you decide if you want to buy something that's high into your budget, but you know you want to fix it up still, you aren't going to be able to afford those fixing up things because you're mm-hmm. maxed out and your house broke as a quote unquote. So that's where you really got to balance all that out while you're looking through houses. And remember, can I afford these things that I want to fix up? Can I afford this mortgage? If I'm not going to, if I'm going to fix it up before I move in, can I pay a mortgage and rent and these repairs and all that kind of stuff too? Yep. That is exactly right. That's a very good point. Cause when you move into a house or are things that need to be done potentially or if you know or if not then down the road so that's good to know to know yeah all right we are going to wrap up this episode thank you again esta for coming to talk You're to welcome. me and we will hear from you on the next episode we appreciate you listening like subscribing and sharing Bye.